Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hello, welcome to um, episode 13. We are bringing you this episode from Zakar. <laughs> what? <laughs> the episode, we are literally, um, we might have to take a photo of this when we stop driving. A safe photo, you know, not while driving. But we have the microphone on the center console. I am driving Rebecca Cocker and Rebecca Pete is in the passenger seat with her laptop. I am. Because this is how we hustle, folks. Uh, this is how we hustle. We have been down at White Oak Pastures today um, interviewing a lovely farmer named Will Harris. We smell bad. We have been uh, all over the pastures. And Literally. now we're driving home, probably about to hit some ATL traffic, and our new episode. So yeah. here we go. Here we go. Um, ironically, it's about self-care, which clearly we're not really practicing right now because we shouldn't be trying to do 75 things at once. Um, <laughs> we're supposed to be resting, which we're not doing. We're not resting. It's fine. We're going to talk about self-care today. Um, and all jokes aside, this is a super important topic. Yeah. But I'm really excited. We're going to dive into it a little bit. And full disclaimer, as always, we are not experts. We are struggling too. And these are things we're sort of learning and growing in alongside. Um, I think self-care has been kind of a interesting topic lately. Do you want to kind of hit on what has been said about self-care in the media? Well, it, I was just going to go back to you. So we, this is the middle of our grace series, right? And so right. we like have we, the first couple of episodes in the series, we've been talking about um, grace um, from God, how we accept grace from God, what grace is. We defined it in the first episode. And then the next episode, we talked about the cycle of grace and how, um, about acceptance of God's grace. And then out of that, how do we, how do we remain sustained in that grace? And so that's, that's this part. This part is, um, not just about grace from our, for ourselves. Like we have to like muster up this grace for ourselves, but it's how do we receive that grace from God? It's not just the acceptance part, but the sustenance part. If you remember from the cycle, this is the sustenance part. And I also think we need to decide, um, we need to define what self-care is and what it isn't. Yes. And what's the difference between self-care and soul care. So self-care is not selfish care. So I would think selfish care is, I would define selfish care as um, I need to binge watch 10 episodes on Netflix. And if anybody interrupts me, then I'm going to lose my mind. But I am taking care of myself. Yeah, it's like the entitlement, right? Yes, it's, it's like about your heart issue of you have all of you these. You feel entitled to whatever the thing is. Yes. So, you know, like food and TV and drinking and all of those things, there, there could be slivers of that. None of those are things are bad in of themselves and they can, self-care can include some of those things, but indulgence of those things and putting that into the bucket of self-care is not really the heart behind self-care. Yeah. So like example from my own life, um, sometimes like when the girls were only in school for you know, a couple days a week, I would try to do self care and I would be like, well, I'm going to go buy myself a new outfit. If I didn't find an outfit I liked, I would just buy something anyway, just because I was like, darn it, I'm getting an outfit today. Like that's selfish care. I feel like, like the outfit itself is not bad. It's just that like hell bent determination from inside of me. That's like, I deserve an outfit because I'm a mom 
you know, or like whatever it is. Well, also, I think what I think what determines the difference between selfish care and self care is what is the fruit of it exactly. Yeah. So, is are you feeling restored? Are you are you feel like it's making your relationships around you better? Because like good self care should make you restful and feel like you can better participate in the things going on around you. But selfish care is going to just make you feel more entitled, more selfish, yes, yes. more like. Um, almost enslaved to those things and they become almost they can become that's what we think of we think of addictions or whatever else yeah. it's like becoming um, like I need those things to like um, feel like content versus those things serving you to help you get rest and to get what you need to be a better mom or a better wife or a better employee or whatever it is that you need the care for yeah exactly and then, so there's self-care, there's selfish care, and then there's soul care. And I would define the difference between self-care and soul care as like, soul care is whatever you do to um, get closer to God and to lean into him. Like the spiritual disciplines, whatever you're doing to practice your relationship with God and how to live out your life with God, that is soul care. Like, so, um, prayer, um, you know, silence, solitude, all those things to me would be soul care. And then like self care would be things like sleep, <laughs> rest, physical activity, say going out for a walk or some people self care is running every day. Some people it's taking a bath. Um, and those are all things that like bring rest and rejuvenation to you physically and, and mentally too, when soul care is more of like the spiritual disciplines that we do to lean into our life with God. But they usually overlap. They right? can overlap. You can do soul care things as a part of self care. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or you can use self care activities like taking a walk to also practice solitude. Yes. You know, so the, yeah. So the, I mean, good self care is just, to me, I just saw, I define good self-care as recognizing the limitations that God has given us as humans and respecting them and, um, and caring for ourselves. Because God gave, I mean, scripture is clear that God gave us sleep. God gave us rest. God gave us um, time to, um, he, he, that's why he gave us the Sabbath. That's why he gave us, um, what else am I thinking of? Like he gave time for the land in the yeah. Old Testament uh-huh. to lay fallow. Like I mean, all of these things. He, he respect. He, we need to respect that we are finite human beings. But I think our culture tries to teach us that we're infinite human beings. Well, and like he modeled it for us. Over and over yes, again. exactly. And yeah. so I think that's a thing, and I it is a pride thing too to think like, well, I don't need that. I'm tough. I'm going to tough it out, and I'm going to, you know push through and not take that nap or I'm not gonna, you know, take me a bath is for limps or, you know what I mean? Like, it's like yeah. all the little things in your head where like, well, I could be doing seven loads of laundry or I could be doing this or, um, yeah, I find that for me, self-care is usually when I choose to do something for myself, even when it's really inconvenient. And I think selfish care is when I choose to do something inconvenient when it's really not even good for myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. And I think it doesn't have to, I think sometimes we, I think of 
my wrap up against self-care is I always see, and we've talked about this in other episodes, but I always see self-care as, um, you know, the introverted things. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to go be by myself in nature while all of these things are good things. And us extroverted people need to learn how to do those things. Cause I, I, as much as I balk against those things, when I do them, I do feel better. Um, but I mean, play can be self care. Yeah, you know, absolutely. there's there, you know, going to have lunch with a friend can be self care. It's whatever we do, whatever we need to do to feel restored, and that is how we give grace to ourselves. And I think, it, like many things, it's like what you're focused. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, the same self care for you is very different. Like your self care can be my selfish care. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. like, kind of like, what's the heart behind it? Yeah. And so out of that self-care, so if we're taking care of ourselves, if we are realizing our limitations that God has placed on us, that we, we need rest, we need rejuvenate, rejuvenation. We, it is prideful to think that we can go a hundred miles an hour all right. the time. That is, right. that is prideful. But God did not design us to live life like that. He did design us for this like fast paced move all the time, eat fast food, go to one thing or another. And I'm, I'm preaching to myself because that is more my personality. And so that, but that's not how we were built. That's not how we were designed. And we could not sustain that type of lifestyle. We might do it for a short period of time, but we're not going to be able to sustain that throughout our life. And so we have these practices so that we can take care of ourselves the way God has place limitations on us to do and from that that moves into spiritual practices I think that really care for our souls yeah and I was going to say I mean you'll notice in your own life if you notice that you're tending towards selfish care it's probably a sign that you haven't really been doing self-care right because like when you you know are exhausted and haven't slept you want 25 cookies because you're tired and you need a sugar hit or like these little things that people label as like oh treat yourself self-care day and it's like if you really took care of your actual needs, you wouldn't need those like extra and treat yourself things, you know? Yeah, I agree. That aren't ultimately healthy for you. Exactly. Exactly. So, and then, and so then that moves into soul care. Cause I think that, like you said, that they can, they can't be one and the same or they can be used in conjunction with each other. Like, but I think it's, I think it's really difficult that the spiritual disciplines, the soul care that we do, it's hard to do if we aren't practicing self care. Because if we are slowing down and recognizing what we need to rest, and it is hard for us to slow down enough to do the soul care thing. Yeah, because that's like the, it's like the stepping stone. To yes, it. Like it you is. You can't go to soul care straight from your, you know, crazy busy day. Like, it has to be a slow process. Process of, yeah, just, you know, getting to a place where we know that we need to slow down and take care of ourselves. And from that that it's easier to move into uh, the soul care. And I really view the soul care as the big portion of the sustenance that it talks about. Um, we talked about the cycle of grace after acceptance yeah. and exit with sustenance. And I think that's where the soul care fits in. And obviously there's self care. If you, if we leave Jesus's life, there's multiple times throughout the gospel where it says that he went away from the others and pray. Yeah. So the self care part was that he got away. Yes. So he got away from the crowds. He pulled away from the crowds. He knew he needed time alone. He needed to go sit on the top of the mountain or in the middle of the lake by himself. And But he wasn't just being by himself. The purpose of that was, yes, to rest, 
but also to commune with God. Yeah. So they should, they do at some point lead to a communion yes. with each other, the self-care and the soul care. So um, soul care, I mean, spiritual disciplines, I mean, thoughts on what you would view those to be. Like, what would you view if somebody said, what is soul care to you? Soul care to me is anything that ends up making me ultimately feel more Christ-like for people. Yes. So I think for, it, it's different things in different seasons. Um, for a long time, when my girls were really little, it would be as simple as like accepting help from a friend. Yes. That would be soul care for me because it was me like slowing down, accepting that I needed help and then turning to God in prayer out of that and saying, thank you. Yes. Like maybe that's a weird example, but it, it's not like I sit down and I say these three prayers. It's, it's always something different, but at the end of it, do I feel more humbled and lifted up or do I feel like, look at me, I need 10 more of whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for me, it's because like, just like I said with the self care, like I struggle with the ones that are like more introverted practices. Yeah. I will say that in soul care, I need to develop those uh-huh. things like the prayer and the solitude, like the, the contemplative stuff. That's really hard for me, but I do know that I need those things. My soul needs those things. Yeah. And, and I, I know a lot of what I learned um, from, there's an article um, that we'll link to um, in our show notes um, written by Nathan Foster. who He's the son of Richard Foster. And if you've read, um, celebrating um, discipline. He's um, Richard Foster is the man that wrote that. And this is his son and his son now has kind of taken up um, the ministry um, called Renovar. Renovar. Please somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but he wrote an article about selfish care, self-care and soul care um, on their website. So I, I found it really, really helpful. But one of the things, this is me. Like I feel like he was writing to me, but he says, spiritual practices are not something to be conquered. And for so long, I viewed them at that those soul care things were things that I need to be conquered. He said, for those of us caught up in a long list of to-dos, soul care can be be very difficult and counterintuitive. And that is me. Like I look yeah. at soul care and for so much of my life, I was like, that is just too hard. Or it's, it's like one more thing I have to go do. Yes. And yeah. it's so counterintuitive. Like I for so long thought that spirituality was about doing, doing, doing. We talked a little bit about that in the yeah. last episode and what it actually is for me it was to slow down it's and being, being, being. yes, yes, yes. And I really struggle with that. But then he says the key is doing acts before God as a movement of submission, as a little death to self and having our own way. The practicing of intentional spiritual disciplines trains our heart and our mind into new habits, allowing God to enter into the ordinary and the mundane. Okay. So that's actually my example. wasn't stupid. That's yeah. exactly what I did. I'm a chef. In my yes. pride, I'm like, I wanted to make my, like, awesome dinner every night, but being able to say, yes, friend, please bring me your casserole, because you know what? I just cannot make a clean-up dinner tonight. Yes. And then, yeah, so it is. Okay. And that was and that was how you showed grace to yourself. Right. Exactly. Is, is for you to say, I have reached my limitation, yeah. and even though my pride wants me to just to resist and do these things that I know how to do and that I'm good at doing. But like right now, that's not what I need. Yeah. The grace to yourself was, and the soul care that you did for yourself was 
um, I am going to accept that from yeah. you. And that was showing her grace, too. Yes. You were showing her grace and yourself grace, and that wasn't selfish. That right. was actually a death to yourself. So I think that some, I think that sometimes Christians are like, self-care and soul care, that is so selfish. And that's why I really wanted to do this episode, because yeah. there are there are selfish parts of self-care. There's a lot of selfish parts of it, but true self-care True soul care should lead you to a place where you're actually less selfish. Well, and here's the thing about everything. Like, I mean, if you had to be perfect at something, otherwise you couldn't do it, no one would do anything. So the only way you learn is by trying. So if you decide, like, you know what, y'all are talking about self-care. I don't think I really have good self-care. Well, analyzing everything before you do it, whether it's selfish or soulful or whatever, is not helpful. Like, do it. See what, how you feel. See what the fruit is. You're smart. You can figure it out. You'll know. You know? And so I think it's like, I, yeah, I think a lot of people kind of get a little high and mighty about it. And they're like, well, that's just very selfish and I don't need that. And that's another form of pride, right? Yes. it's like, oh, I don't need, like, wow, you sure are taking a lot of time today. Or just whatever, you know? Whatever yes. people think. It's like, it, it's just pride all over again. It's like. Give yourself space to figure out and to say, I'm going to take a few hours every week and I'm going to try different things and like see what it is that makes me feel up and I'm going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And out of that, like we said, is the fruit. So the, right. to me, the fruit of self-care is, is that we can give more of ourselves away. Yes. And then to me, the fruit of soul care is the fruit of the spirit. Like if yeah. we're, if we're participating in like true soul care and self-care, then out of that should be peace, joy, love, self-control, gentleness, all of those things should ooze out of us. And that is the purpose of all of this. And that, that goes back to the cycle of grace, right? Like we accept God's grace that we are loved and his child out of that. We move into self-care and self-care, soul care, where we're we're receiving sustenance and then we realize how truly loved we are and significance. And then there's fruit out of that. And that's the achievement. Yeah. And the thing too is, so we're God's children. I mean, everything you do for, if you're like a parent, a lot of times I do things for my girls simply because I think they would enjoy it or it would be fun. A lot of times I'm not, I don't have an ulterior motive. I'm not like, you need to be really tired. So I'm going to take you to, well, I do that sometimes, but, um, you know, and so I think sometimes we forget that God wants us to enjoy life and to do things that we like that don't, you know, seem productive. Like something I really love doing is making really complicated meals. Uh, yeah. And I know that's like a weird thing, but like, <laughs> yeah, for a that's long the opposite time, of what I love to do. <laughs> but it's, like, it's so fun for me to make a yeah. recipe and like to have time and to really like, you know, make things from scratch and like just be ridiculous, like completely overboard. Like that's really enjoyable for me. And so for a long time, I was like, but that's that's not. I would be like, well, there's no point because I can do it faster this way. Yeah. So I should just do that. But I realized like, yeah, but then my soul hurts because I get so much out of doing that. Yeah. But for someone else, they would be like, that sounds like a terrible way to spend a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think for me, what's been the biggest realization for me, and this goes back to acceptance, but it also ties into all of this, is that God loves us. Right. And he's our loving father. And he wants to give these things to us. Yeah, and it's like he smiles. Yeah, like he wants us to rest in him. Yeah. He, I mean, Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And like, I I, I sometimes, for actually for a long time, just saw the Christian life and spiritual practices and all of this as a burden. 
But, like, he doesn't want it to be burdensome. He wants our life to, in him, to be easy and light and freeing. And that's, and we can only reach that if we allow him to give us what we need. Instead of just always constantly striving. And to me, that's, that goes back to, you know, that what we're trying to talk about here is how to have grace for ourselves and how to have grace for ourselves, at least to me, is what does that look like to me is allowing him to, to freely give me what I need instead of trying to strive for it myself. That's how I give grace to myself. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so true. Well said. Yep. Um. So, yeah. Are there any, um, let's see, we talked about the ways, you know, you're kind of dipping into selfish care, the fruit of that, we talked about the fruit of good self-care. Yeah. Um, so say someone's listening and they're like, I have not really been able to think about myself for a long time. Yeah. Because of work or kids or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know where to start. Um, I would just say... And then I want to hear what you think too. Okay. Of course. But I think for me, it's like, think of just the basic things that people give people for Mother's Day. So like flowers, a pedicure, like basic, like girl gifts, or if you're a dude, boy gifts. Um, and then go through that list and be like, I hate that. I hate that. I like that. And then see if there's a theme. Because like yes. for the longest time, I would have friends be like, hey, let's go get a, a Manny Petty. And I hate getting my nails done. I hate it so much. And I would just go, and then I would you just hate be, getting your nails done. I hate it. Oh, okay. I like I, really I love getting my nails done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is not an activity we will enjoy together. <laughs> but it was. But I just was like, well, that's what people do, right? Because I think a lot of people are like, well, I guess I'm supposed to go get my nails done or go sit at Starbucks or you know, you, and then it's like it doesn't really feel restful, but that's what people do. So think of yeah. the things people do that are like basic things and see how you feel. And there's probably a theme. Yes. So for me, I noticed the theme was I wanted to be by myself. Yeah. <laughs> and all the things people do are like with other people. So oh, see, that's so funny because I think of all the things that people do are things that they do by themselves. That's yeah, so but funny. I think of the things that are like. Yes, yeah. and I'm the opposite. I'm yeah. like, oh, all the self-care activities and stuff you do by yourself. And I'm like, I don't want to do those things by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, I, I see. I think of more of like in categories. Okay. So like we all need. Like I need, we need sleep. Like to me, that's like a base, like need. Yeah. So like, what kind of self care can I give to myself to make sure I need that? So that's like a category. Okay. So, so like, like sort of do to make yourself sleep well. Yeah. Yes. Things I need. What do I need? What does my bedtime routine need to be so that I can like fall asleep easily? Yeah. What are the things I need to do for myself instead of like rushing, 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 checking all the emails and then falling, trying to fall asleep? Instead, what is like the slow practice of like going to sleep? And then like, how much sleep do I need? So that, like, I can wake up in the morning and be a good mom and actually have some time with Jesus. Like, I, that means I need to go to bed at a certain point. Like, those are all self-care. Yeah. Like, to tell yourself, I've got to stop striving and i got to stop doing, and now I need to start the process of, like, sleep. Yes. Like, to me, so that's, like, a category. And then a care, another category is physical. Like, what, like kind of workout do I need to do? Some people may be, they just need to go on a walk. Some people actually may need to run. Some people might need to want to take a spin class, you know, whatever it is. Or like, I need to eat this food because that's what makes me feel nourished. So like there's the physical stuff and then there's the play. Like what type of play makes you feel like rested and rejuvenated, whether it's like going on a hike or canoeing or 
you know, going to bowl. I don't know. Everybody has different yeah. things that they like to do for play. And if you don't know what you like to do for play, you probably should figure that out. Because, Just figure out what you do as a kid. Yeah, it's because nice. I, I think that that's the one area that we don't talk about enough. Yes, talk because about Because I think, and I struggle with this too, but, like, I think we, like, we talk a lot about, like, well, you need more sleep, and you need to eat well, and you need to exercise, and, you know, go take that bath, and, you know, all of that stuff. But we don't talk about, like, how, like, um, God has given us play. And I just think about how God is always like, be like the little children. Yeah. Be like the little children. There's lots of ways that means, that means, you know, trusting him. And there's lots of like analogies for that. But one of the ways, I mean, what do kids do more than anything? They play Yeah. and they know how to do it just like intuitively. And some, for some reason, as we get older and we mature, we forget how to do that. Like I really struggle. Like my, my son will be like, come play superheroes with me. And I sit on the floor and I have no idea what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, and he's like made this whole like story up and he's playing with his toys. And he's like, mommy, you're not doing it right. And I'm like, I know because I don't know how to do this. Like he's got his voice. And like, that's just an example of like, we just have forgotten how to play. And and so we've got to find the things that are are playful because I think God wants us to to like that's part of the abundant life he wants to give us is to like rest and play and that's an area that I really that I don't have figured out that I want to get better at yeah so I think yeah so I break mine up into like what are the those categories of things that I need to do for myself well and um two things remind me to talk about that book I was talking about okay but something that it just made me think so I'm sorry I feel like I'm relating everything to my children right now but um (laughs) you know when you have kids, you don't leave the house without a snack. You are always like, do they get their nap? If they act cranky, you immediately are like, what's going on? Are they Did hungry? Are they tired? Yes. Or, yeah. But we don't do that to ourselves. So we expect yeah. ourselves to go all That's a good day point. with like no water and no snacks and just, and then when we're grumpy or snap at people, you know, hopefully with your kids, you're, you know, you probably get mad, but then you're like, Hey baby, like what's going on? Like tell yeah. me about it. But with ourselves, we don't do that. So it's like, we don't even treat ourselves with the care we treat our, I would say a three-year-old's probably a good age. I don't think you need to treat yourself with the care one treats a newborn. That's too much. Yes. And then kids that get older, it's a little bit like, you know. They, they start like being their own needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like we need to treat ourselves sometimes like we are like little three-year-olds and just kind of like give ourselves a benefit of the doubt. Think about, hey, you know, I've drunk you to a bunch of places today. Let's go do something fun just for you. I mean, things like this that I just think about naturally for my kids. Like, hey, I made you go shopping all day. Want some ice cream? Or whatever. And it's like, I do that for my kids. I don't do it for myself. So yes. I've been adulting hard all day. And then I'm like, I guess I better go iron some shirts. When it's yes. like, no, I need to go sit on my butt and like watch some Trip and Tyler videos on YouTube. Or like, whatever. So it makes me laugh. So yes. I, know, I think we naturally do this for our children. Yes. But as an adult, no one's going to do it for you. So you have to do it for yourself. Well, that and I feel like, like, here's another example for me. So one of the things that I've always loved to do is go to museums, particularly art museums. Uh I love art museums. Now, I am not an artist. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I do not. I do not know how to create any art. I am not creative. But I appreciate art and I love it. And there's just something about sitting in an art museum that I love. It's like one of the few things I like to do by myself. Uh But I have not done it by myself. I don't know when the last time I did it by myself was maybe on a trip, but like, I don't remember the last time I did it by myself. I mean, we have a wonderful art museum in Atlanta and I don't ever go to it because I think that's selfish. I'm like, about to give you a call to action. <laughs> you should have told me that. I'm going to give you a CTA. Now okay. I'm going to nag you. 
for the next like so like I, there would be something so life giving to me about going to spend a morning at the art museum but I in my head think that is so unproductive and instead I need to go run all these errands or I need to go do whatever it is and I feel like I have wasted my time which I know that that's just in my head like I know it wouldn't be a waste of time but like I feel like so I think there's like there are um blockades blockades is not the word I'm looking for what word am I looking for like where like mental blocks 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 are like mental like like what are the barriers barriers what are the barriers we're tired y'all yeah we are tired it's been a (laughs) long day I can't think of vocabulary words anymore but um what are the barriers and like a barrier for me is as I see these activities that would bring me life and joy and make me a better mom a better podcaster a better wife a better friend but I refuse to do it because I feel like they're unproductive and that is society telling me and I'm listening to the world tell me that I can't do these things because that would make me an unproductive or that would make me a selfish person or um, it would make me um, oh it must be nice that you have the luxury that you can go spend the morning and I don't want like people to like that like guilt the the guilt yeah the guilt thing the guilt trip thing that nobody's actually putting on me I'm putting on myself and that is not giving myself grace like giving myself grace that doesn't mean I need to go to the art museum every single day but occasionally like that would be a very life-giving thing for me and it would make me a better writer a better creative if I would go and like feed those creative juices but I don't because I think it's unproductive so that's a barrier for me I don't know what's a barrier for you and the thing is I mean if you you're not going to OD on real self-care so like you can OD on selfish care for sure but you're not you're not going to go to an art museum every day because you're going to get full and you're going to move on that's maybe that's a that's a way of knowing like yeah. You know, because I think I'm going to point out, like I've talked before, we're doing an episode on clothing consumption, so God help me. But, um, you know, for a long time, my thing was like shopping and I would just always go over where I was always buying new stuff. And now I feel like I'm like, you know what? I like what I have. I'm in a good place. Yeah. And it's okay. And it's, it's become a healthy thing where now I can trust myself to shop because I know I'm not just shopping for shopping's sake. Yes. So it's like, I don't know, it seems similar, but like, that's how I know I'm in a healthy place with it. Whereas like when I'm not in a healthy place with whatever the thing is, I'm just like, yeah, overdoing it. I agree. Yeah. So as far as barriers to self-care, I think for me, um, so Rebecca, it's interesting. We did our Enneagram episode. You find a lot of and like being productive, right? Yes. So um, your barrier is you want to be productive instead of practicing self-care for me. Yes. Um, my, like, as a four in the Enneagram, my, like, core sin or my core um, thing is shame, my core yes. emotion or whatever. Yeah. So for me, it's pride. Like, my pride is like, oh, don't practice self-care. You shouldn't need self-care. That's, like, kind of the, oh, the job yeah, yeah, I yeah. need. So I, yes. I always have to be super capable and it's not always like in a way that even would make sense to someone else like sometimes it's like I guess because I pride myself as much as my emotions frustrate me they're also something I pride myself on being like emotionally available so yeah being able to say like you know what I just need an emotional break or like I just need to like it's like no you should be able to handle that so I think oh I see what you're saying yeah it's like a really big barrier to self and I think that's probably true for a lot of people you know we don't want to need self-care yeah um, because it just reminds us ultimately that you know we're not in control and yeah. we're finite and we don't want to provide that because we hate death so there you go that's my <laughs> well, and, I, and I, you know mine has a little bit of pride to to it too because i want to be seen as productive and yes. i was and my productivity 
and my constant pushing and achieving is my way of controlling as well. Ah, uh, yes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's probably true for everyone. Yeah. Um, so a book that has really been helping me very recently, I heard about it on the God-Centered Mom podcast, which if you guys don't listen to that, you should, because it's wonderful. Um, but she interviewed a woman named Sandra Dalton-Smith who wrote a book called Sacred Rest, and this has been blowing my mind because she splits rest into seven categories of mental, emotional, uh, physical, sensory, creative, and I'm forgetting a couple. Um, but basically, she has this whole quiz you can take online. You all have to buy the book, take the quiz, so we'll link to that. But it tells you these are the seven types of rest you need. And her whole thing was like she had people coming to her practice who were like, I'm exhausted all the time. Something must be wrong with me, like my thyroid screwed up or something. And she would do tests and they would be perfectly healthy. We had some technical difficulties at the end. We were actually pretty proud of ourselves because we made it um, through 30 minutes of the episode um, in the car without having technical difficulties. I just think at the end, my computer just was tired after a day of recording at the farm. Um, and then being in the car and all of those kind of things. But we were almost done with our episode about self-care. And um, we were just wrapping up with Rebecca's ideas about um, the book Sacred Rest. And we'll link to that um, in our um, show notes from today. And you can go and you can go to the website and take the test about um, the type of rest that you need. And you can um, pick out the book and all of those kind of things. So um, that's pretty much how we were wrapping up the episode. Um, also, um, we just decided, um, normally, um, we would have, you know, try to tidy up the end of the episode and, and you wouldn't even notice that we had technical difficulties, but we decided to practice what we were preaching about giving ourselves grace. So we gave my computer and ourselves some grace and I'm just, um, ending the episode this way. And we just pray that um, you would find, um, ways to rest this week and ways to take care of yourself and your soul. And um, if you have any thoughts or want to um, just talk about the ways that give you rest, um, you can go to our social media accounts. We're at Woven at Him at both Instagram and Facebook, and we'd love to hear from you. And also, if you haven't started following us, we're going to do a giveaway um, in the next week or two. That's going to be awesome. So you should totally follow us. And um, as always, if you could be so helpful, or if you find this podcast helpful, we'd love to get a review from you on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, It's super helpful. I hate asking for reviews, but it really is helpful to podcast, Um, not just ours, but whatever podcast you listen to and you love um, to to give um, stars. Um, You don't even have to leave words in a review. I mean, that is better. But if you just want to leave stars, that's awesome. And we're so appreciative for everybody who's listening and everybody who cares um, about what we care about. So thanks. And um, we pray that this week you'd be blessed and you would um, find time to rest and rejuvenate. Until next time. Bye.